0: For the first time in my life I'm truly free, to see the click cut forest for the poison sea, to see the waters occupy the shores of Jersey, and I feel
1: alive. All right, hi, welcome back to Kelfair Fire Crackpots, where well, I don't sound like shit anymore because I have an actual mic.
0: Hi there, yep, my quality is a lot better.
1: It is. Um yeah, I got my booster shot yesterday for COVID. I feel like absolute shit. Oh, I haven't got mine yet, but uh Yeah, I've heard that
0: it's the same sort of experience that people were getting on their second shot.
1: Yeah, I mean I went to bed at about one AM and then I woke up at six AM and like actually couldn't fall back asleep. Like I was wide awake and I felt like shit. I'm like, well, this is a scam. I kinda had like I, I had a fever dream. It was like I I've been playing a lot of Celeste lately and I had like a fever dream about Celeste and then I couldn't and then like I couldn't go back to sleep. It was it really sucked. Oh yeah.
0: Having fever dreams about games you played is really funny (laughs) especially when that game is Yakuza
1: and Uh Yakuza is an insane game to begin with. Having a bad time playing Yakuza in my dreams I want a refund. (laughs) All right so as promised we're going to Talk about the Nile River and its many, many Niles. Um, but first, the news item, because it wasn't really that interesting for news this week. Other than that, we're finally getting snow in Chirac. Yeah. It's snowing it's very hard. Snowing heavily as we're recording. And it's like, it's going to start raining in two hours. So like, we can't get our hopes up too high. But like, finally, it. this was like something like the longest year. The, like the latest first snow in like, all the forever or something we have some semblance of a white christmas even if it is white multiple days white white december 28th yeah <laughs> all right so it's it's been around we're in year three and with the pandemic's newest decepticon the omicron um breathing down our necks it's it's still going <laughs> yeah, you assholes, you assholes feeling, didn't want
0: to get vaccinated even if people aren't
1: feeling it you know uh, people, I mean, the supply chain is definitely still feeling it. I mean, at this point, so what a virus does, a virus is never out to kill its host. It doesn't want to kill you because if it kills you, it dies. There's really yeah. only, like, there's only a few viruses that just say fuck it and just kill everyone. And one of them is Ebola and the other one's rabies. Yeah, so, I, but
0: I've heard very, a prediction. Oh, go on. Go on. Well, I've heard a prediction that, you know, as the time goes on, that it's going to be less like a pandemic and it's going to be more like just the common cold.
1: Yeah, it's... it's a
0: thing that, you know, boosters come out for it each season and we keep up on it. But for the most part, it's just about getting everyone vaccinated and minimizing effects.
1: Yeah, and it's like, at this point, if you're vaccinated, it's either nothing or a cold. But if you're not vaccinated, you have the potential to die in a terrible, terrible way. Yeah. So it, it, it's like, Omicron is probably one of the most infectious viruses ever. We've um, really never seen anything this infectious before. Um, pretty much everyone I know ha- either has it now or has had it. I definitely have had it before, but it's just, like, it's going to go through. There, yeah, had we can't eradicate COVID.
0: Um, I've had two different people in my household have it. Statistically oh. speaking, I definitely have antibodies. I just haven't checked yet. But... Yeah,
1: it's hard to say because then you test positive for antibodies if you're vaccinated. It, oh, yeah, that is true. It's hard to say. But, so, yeah. Not only will this affect the uh, trout fishing season in Iowa, but this will also affect climate change. So in 2021, there sorry, 2020, there was obviously a little dip, well, the big dip in um, fossil fuel usage, but it's kind of coming back up. And at this point, the economy is either in whatever sector, it's either recovered or in the process of recovering. So the, the kind of dramatic thing that you saw I guess early in the pandemic where it was like air pollution in Beijing, just being gone or like dolphins showing up in Venice, like though that's, that's gone. Like the economy, as we knew it for the most part is back. And it's going to, it's going to trail behind what it would have been pre pandemic obviously, but it, it's the economy's back. And with that, fossil fuels are back. So COVID's feet dragging really hasn't affected climate change very much. What it is affecting is, you know, loss of life yeah so egypt
0: does so, the deal with egypt
1: yeah um this is where is this pyramid it's something like the fourth largest pyramid in the world and it's, it's a vast yeah, it's in tennessee and it was built by this 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 gentleman over here this white egyptian this is what like they say this is the beef I have with literally, like, every evangelical book or kids' book or anything. is like, they're all just the most painfully average-looking white people. Yeah. And it's like... It's the Middle East, man. They all look like, like their like, name Todd. They all look like John Arbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Egypt. It's, it's what everyone learns about in world history.
0: Yeah, Egypt is an easy out for teachers that are disinterested to talk about the pyramids and talk about Giza and it possible to Egypt? not
1: have a shitty world history teacher <laughs> every world, world history teacher like, I've this, had like God,
0: yeah. um they, they always talk about Egypt like it's this mysterious place in the sand and you just like go across the desert with a camel and find the pyramids but no If you turn the camera angle, you just see all of downtown
1: Cairo, like, right next to the pyramids. And I I love the UFO conspiracy theories about who built the pyramids, because it's, like, all those people, it's if a white person didn't build it, then it had to be aliens. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because, like, they,
1: the same people who think that the pyramids were constructed by aliens have the same thing about, like, the Great Wall of China or, like, the Mayan pyramids or whatever, and it's like, no. Not white people can build things, too. It didn't have to be aliens. People not having any sort of
0: ethical obligation to slave labor makes building a big pyramid or three or four of
1: them a lot easier. Wasn't it not built by slaves, though? Really? It was, like, mostly paid laborers or whatever. That's crazy. I mean, it's like... You don't have the goals that you do now. Like it was really just their national focus for like 10 or so years was to build the pyramids. It's not like if they tried to build the pyramids now, of course, you'd have, you know, Joe Manchin's uh, wondering how this is going to benefit West Virginia. And then you'd have, I don't know, people getting mad about it. Conspiracy theories about why we're building the pyramids. They didn't have that back then. It was super easy to just up and build a pyramid. Yeah. Yeah, so colonization destroyed Africa. It did. Borders don't look like this. Borders aren't straight lines. <laughs> uh, yeah. The British the British did that. Well, oh, nice. Uh, the British, when they wanted to get out of Africa, just said, you know, fuck it, let's build a straight line border and then let's expect there to be no regional conflicts. Yeah. And love
0: you obviously being a country being a i called africa a country good morning everyone being a continent that has so many valuable minerals and gemstones and just resources in general without a developed hierarchy like without developed countries and alliances yet puts you kind of at the mercy of whoever is coming in and Saying, hey, I really like those, they're mine now.
1: Yeah, and it's just like what I was kind of thinking is imagine if the South, after the Civil War, and how there was basically no infrastructure, everything was built around getting cotton to the ocean, or Mm -hmm. in Africa's case, getting minerals to Europe, and then you just completely pull out of it and like have no other infrastructure. The only infrastructure that's going to exist is some really shitty rail lines north and at that point it's like you can't build up infrastructure because you're at square one.
0: Yeah. You're so far behind that it's just far too easy for people to come in and say, hey, that's a nice that's a nice set of resources you got there. I'm a just nice gonna take mine.
1: Oh, oh Elon yeah, Musk. Mines. Elon Musk thinks that the pyramids were built by aliens. Really? Yeah. Elon Musk's stands are a disease. I, I couldn't possibly like, support a man named Elon. I I don't I don't care about the name Elon so much so as it's just like acting like you're fucking God's gift to the world while being a complete shithead. People, uh,
0: <laughs> Elon Musk acts like he's just God's gift, God's gift to man, when he's actually just a terrible person.
1: Yeah, and it's like. Elon Musk is like, I will pay $11 billion in taxes this year for all of you wondering. And it's like, okay, let's do the math. Uh, I think you started the pandemic with like, hold on, Elon Musk's net worth over time.
0: He, for, I think for a brief stint, he was the world's richest man and people weren't treating it like when Jeff Bezos was the world's richest man because, oh, he watches
1: Rick and Morty. He's so enlightened. Yeah, and I mean, like, Well, we do have progress. An African-American is the richest man in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Elon Musk net worth. He started 2020 off with probably about $100 billion. And then in one year, it went to $200 billion, mostly off of capital gains. So we paid no capital gains tax in both the year of 2020 and 2021. And now he's paying eleven billion dollars. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah, it's like thank you, Elon Musk. Wow, you're really, you're really showing us your worth. Good thing that money isn't going to fund, uh, like a seventy billion dollar raise in the defense budget that's, or anything. That's exactly one of the biggest problems I have. I, I'm, I'm
0: glad you brought that up. If we got billionaires to give 90% of their profit, 95% of their profit, uh, 99% of their profit in It's got to be used correctly. Who's accountable for all of this? Who's going to keep the government accountable for all of that spending? Who's going to be doing the accounting that says, oh, you know, 70 billion went towards here and 80 billion went towards here, but 900 billion just kind of vanished. Like...
1: Yeah, it's all well and the good. Government accountable. It's all well and good to get the extra tax dollars from the billionaires, but if it's being used to um, fund drone strikes in Yemen, uh, was that some zero to begin with?
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's all about accountability. We have enough food to feed the world.
1: We just don't have the means of getting it there, and we yeah, waste because most of it. Food, food's a for-profit industry. When it's not profitable to feed starving people, they won't do it yeah yeah it's like we should like i love to argue with people or attempt to argue with people who think that like people shouldn't be entitled to live (laughs) and it's like talk with them they're like well if you want if you don't want to starve to death you should pull yourself up by your bootstraps and work 18 jobs for two dollars an hour and it's like no yeah yeah. those are hard labor
0: jobs i better eat three square meals oh wait yeah i haven't pulled myself up yet Mm.
1: yeah it's like maybe when i see a mechanic who works three jobs and for an entire eight hour shift i don't see them eat anything maybe that's the problem maybe the problem is people aren't entitled to even live yeah anyway oh whoops so the nile river it's this thingy and Egypt loves the Nile River because basically the rest of Egypt is just uninhabitable desert. So about ninety-five percent of the population lives either in the Nile River Delta or along the Nile River, and yeah. they have a big population. They're, they've been they've been pushing over a hundred million in the last few years. And oh, I don't know, when did colonization stop after World War II? The explosion really yeah. started to pick up after yeah, that. Yeah, around there. Yeah, it's, I love, like, all of these old countries, like, with so much history only have existed for, like, 70 years, like yeah. India, for example, and it's like, oh, wow, India, thousands of years of tradition and history, uh, founded 1949, wait, what, like, my grandparents were, like, alive before then.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the thing, they, they've been around for a very, very long time, but, haven't matched the convention of what we call a country until rather recently
1: like that's the weird thing to think about in terms of like how recent some of this stuff is like my grandparents could have very well interacted with someone who was in a slave-owning family when they were kids yeah like that that's just so weird it's history is very very recent people don't give enough credit for just how recent some of these developments are women have only been able to vote in this country for 102 years (laughs) if you talk to a lot of people of color now there's a very
0: very good chance that their grandparents or even their parents may not have been able to vote
1: yeah yeah and it's even 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 now like what do you like what do you mean
0: and it's like even
1: now saying that for the sake of election security um you need to stand in a line for six hours when no one's allowed to give you water and people are allowed to stand outside with guns and it's like what the fuck like what do you like how is this justifiable and it's i don't see as much things about this the democrats are basically throwing away 2022 by either acting impotent or if they are trying not showing that they're trying to pass a national voting rights bill or cancel student debt i mean the, the moratorium on student loans was extended until May, so they kind of realized that one. But, think, like, yeah. it'd be so easy. You could basically be guaranteed the win for 2022 if you either got very close to passing or passed a national voting rights bill, passed Build Back Better, and um, canceled student debt. Like, easy. Democrats but, have
0: always had all the cards in their hand. They've had the ability to really just win any election they wanted to if they pass the policies that everyone wants. Everyone yeah, wants like, background checks for guns. Everyone wants to do something about the climate, whether or not yeah, they think it's being caused by people. But they're not the doing Democrats, anything about just it. So they are, so they're, they're not doing
1: enough it's just it's so like obviously impotent and you know what the republicans are guilty of this too they don't really care about their base it's just that the democrats at least pretend to care about minorities so that's why they get their vote and the parties are just so similar so often and it's just the it, it's it's disgusting yeah bill anyway so the nile river it likes to flood So, what would happen when you had people like this who inhabited the region, it's the now River would flood in the summer, basically leveling any houses that were there, and flooding all farmlands, and then the floodwaters would recede in the winter, so that you could, and then when the floodwaters receded, there was fertile soil, and the land was irrigated, it was great. Um, But now, if there's a city on that floodplain, you're going to have some problems. The Nile River is super prone to flooding. Um, whoops. Anyway, yeah, just lots of flooding. It, it's kind of like the Colorado River before it was... Uh, how do I say this? Neutered. <laughs> the Colorado River was super prone to flooding, so much so that pretty much any settlement that tried to pop up was destroyed in a couple years. So they basically killed the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, also, Egypt is hot. It is extreme. I mean, obviously, it's a Saharan African country, but like regularly in the hundreds in the summer. And a lot of its exports so, agro products, cotton and textiles, and then gold and precious metals they depend very heavily on a good supply of fresh water. Mining just requires an absolute fuck ton of fresh water. Yeah. So, a lot of their exports depend on the Nile. And Egypt is just so dependent on the Nile, both historically and in the modern world, that it, it's kind of always been the historical master of the Nile. You know, the great civilizations on the Nile were always in Egypt, um, but not so much the case anymore. So the Nile proper, it starts in two rivers, so the White Nile and then the Blue Nile. The Blue Nile makes up about 85% of the inflow to the Nile proper, which then goes through Egypt. And the Blue Nile starts in Ethiopia, and that's going to be important. And interestingly, the Nile doesn't even crack the top 15 list for um, most flow. Huh. Guess what the Nile River's flow is Well, you're on the slides, just don't look at the speaker's notes. Um, Good question.
0: Given the size of it, my... I mean, I see the answer, but the initial guess will probably be around like seventy five hundred or ten thousand meters cubed per second. Yeah,
1: it's only about three thousand cubic meters per second, but that's on average, so doesn't even come close to cracking the list. Like the Amazon River, even the hundred and nine thousand. Yeah, we're gonna get into the Amazon River later. That that one's pretty interesting. I cannot control the slides today. <laughs> anyway, um. Uh, So colonization, as usual, fucks things up. So back in good old 1929 when British people with fezes ruled the land, um, they drew up the Nile Water Agreement. So 66% of the flow would go to Egypt, 22% would go to Sudan, and then the rest was considered to be lost to evaporation. And the problem is, back then, Ethiopia was basically nothing. Um, But that's where the lion's share of the headwaters come from so as Ethiopia develops more as a country that's starting to be a problem and this absolute relic is being cited in a lot of water negotiations for something that just has absolutely no bearing anymore
0: yeah how do you decide who uses the water in a river when
1: a river is kind of a communal resource it is and so that then we get to Ethiopia. So Ethiopia just gets nuts amount of rain—something about like 2,000 millimeters, so two meters a year—in most of the Nile headwater region. And they've also had an explosion in GDP. They're the fastest-growing uh, economy in Africa. They—they're on the come-up, and because they're on the come-up, they're starting to realize their power. So they're building something called the Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam, or they have. And this dam kind of is a big symbol of pride for Ethiopia. They, they funded this themselves. Like, they didn't have, they didn't call up Daddy China to have them build it for them. This was funded and designed all by themselves. So this is a dam on the Blue Nile, um, almost right before, almost right on the border with Sudan. And it's going to have about 6,000 megawatts, well, does 6,000 megawatts of generation capacity, which is way more than Ethiopia uses. So they'll be able yeah. to export power and they'll be able to have water for themselves. It's, it's all around a good thing for them. And because they've developed only recently, their power has only kind of been realized only recently. So if you control the water, you control the country. So, you know, the Blue Nile... Um, is where most of the Nile's water comes from. And Ethiopia can quite literally flip a switch and turn off Egypt's water. So that's, it's kind of becoming a source of tension and that this dam is online and they're filling the reservoir. And this reservoir is going to hold about um, 111 billion cubic meters of water. That's more water than the Blue Nile holds altogether. Yeah, so... In the process of filling this reservoir um they're cutting off flow to egypt egypt's like really pissed about that because that's their lifeblood they depend on water for literally everything they depend on the nile for drinking water agriculture their exports transportation literally everything in egypt depends on the nile having water so if Ethiopia wants to get this reservoir filled as quickly as possible so they can start generating electricity. Egypt wants it filled not at all, and if it's going to be filled over a very long time so that they can smooth it out. I think it's certain to say that the foreign policy
0: implications of Ethiopia being able to control Egypt's really main source of livelihood and Egypt's wanting to prevent ethiopia from doing anything relating to their main source of livelihood it's very very big and in the next few years i think you might be able to um see the roots of either you know um diplomatic policy forming in between the two countries or even you know kind of resentment that ethiopia made a giant dam that kind of hits close to what a lot of egyptians
1: probably identify with yeah and the problem is there's such an easy solution to this so this reservoir has the potential to smooth out the flow because flooding in egypt is a huge problem especially in cairo so if you if they were to work together on this if there was a super heavy wet season then they could fill up the reservoir a bit more so that there wouldn't be big floods downstream and you can work together to make sure that ethiopia can have its power and egypt can have its water but instead what they're doing is ethiopia is installing anti-aircraft missiles around this dam egypt is uh giving like increasingly reprehensible rhetoric and all of this because they can't act like adults and work together on this it really is a shame yeah climate change is kind of either making countries work together uh, or forcing them into tension and on the other side of the continent this will be a future episode, but there's another river that it's basically the same situation. Country, dry countries downstream depend on it for their lives. And then people upstream, they want to generate power. And what they've kind of done is that, okay, uh, we'll work together on this. We'll treat the river as a communal resource, not just something that I don't give a thought what happens downstream. It's not in my country, such that you can work together. You can treat the river as a natural resource and that's what you should be doing. A yeah. lot of rivers like the Yellow River and China or the Yangtze or the Mississippi River or the Colorado River, those are rivers localized in one country. So there's not really much dispute over how projects are to go. So you can kind of do whatever. Like the Mississippi River is a really good example because millions and millions of people depend on it for food and water and sanitation that states can work together. And it's obviously easier for states in the same country to work together, but Ethiopia coming onto the global scene only so recently is making Egypt feel insecure. Yeah. Anyway. It's a tough situation.
0: It'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, uh, the reservoir is going to be filled by the end of
0: 2023.
1: Mm. um, as As per their agreement with Egypt. Um... Yeah, we shall see. Uh, hopefully the dam doesn't break, because that'd be really, really bad. Yeah. Uh, so we got a special episode. We're cooking up something special. Um, us, the tiny-ass uh, podcast with 12 subscribers and, like, two views per video somehow got a collaboration with Psychic Dolphin Garage. Um, we'll be doing a, a few collaborations. Um, we're going to be coming back to California water politics. This time it's going to be way messier, uh, because it's not just us two. We're going to have people who actually know how to do a podcast and we will be discussing why the water bill is too damn high. So this episode is going to come out on the, the one we're recording now is going to come out on the second. We're taking the ninth off because we're tired and we'll get this one out on the 16th. So we're going to have a week off. We're gonna cook up something special it'll be good i promise all right any shout outs before we go let's see shout outs um shout shout out out to to the snow
0: i didn't think we'd be getting any this season honestly
1: i mean all right let's go i'm gonna go off on another tangent so it's a mild la niña year so it's it's more it's looking more like el nino than la niña at this point like California has gotten like four atmospheric rivers um, this year already with another one on the way. And so it's, it's looking more like an El Nino year than a La Nina. And what that means for us in Chirac is if it's a La Nina year, it's going to be warmer than usual, but it'll be wetter than usual. And if it's an El Nino year, it'll be drier than usual, but way colder than usual. So that's why that, polar vortex that happened in 2019 where gas was literally freezing in cars um that was the last El Nino year so that's kind of how it's panning out at the moment yeah it's even if it is
0: going to be how do I describe it even if we're seeing the effects that are associated with a with a La Nina year it seems like it's going to be a
1: mild one at that yeah and I mean like just California has gotten so much snow in the last couple of weeks. Like it's kind of absurd. Like Northern Sierra at this point, it's snowpack is. was
0: it like nine feet of snow. It's, it's definitely getting up there.
1: Yeah, it was nine feet and that was in one day. Um... <laughs> okay. So snow surveys. Wow. So North Sierra is at 145% of normal for the state. Wow. Uh snowpack is about 15 feet. Central Sierra is 166% of normal for the state. Snowpack 16 feet. Southern Sierra is 167% of normal. And about 13 feet. Statewide summary is about 160% of normal. So that's that's good. It looks like we're gonna have a a good water year. Uh fingers crossed, but it really we won't know until march because this could very well it, it's totally happened before where there's a bunch of atmospheric rivers in december and this is on your back the point it's of so, contention so is how they
0: act where you draw the line will set you free done to pay